Hi, this is Ron Darling with SNY TV. Um, you know me from covering the Mets, and uh, I hope you get a chance to listen to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. I had a great time. I hope you do, too. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. This is Len and Jeff from Baseball and Barbecue. And the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, opinion, and and what's what's going going down down on the farm. It's It's Mets Musings with Gary Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. I know we've been kind of, sort of bi-weekly, uh, if you will, uh, doing it every couple of weeks. Um, I was away things were going on and we're going to try to get back into more of a weekly schedule but we'll see how that works out but wow what happened who kidnapped the Mets and left these guys around playing some good ball lately can't complain right we're not going to hear but we're going to start with a bit of a sad note as uh, this past week, Al Jackson, original Met, who despite losing 20 games in the team's legendary first season, was its franchise record holder for victories for seven years with a total of 43, died Monday in Port St. Lucie after a long illness. He was 83 years old. The Mets said in a statement, we are saddened to hear about the passing of Al Jackson, an original Met who spent 50 years in the New York Mets uniform. He was a pitcher, major league coach, minor league pitching coordinator, and front office advisor. It would be impossible to calculate the number of players and staff he touched and influenced during his career. Our heartfelt condolences go out to his wife Nadine, his sons Reggie and Barry, and grandchildren Wesley and Kyle. That's from the New York Mets. Uh, Al Jackson was taken from the Pirates in the expansion draft that preceded the 62 season. The left-handed Jackson made 33 starts that year, recording a record of 8-20 as the Mets established a single-season record for losing by finishing 40-120. and John was John Jackson was a member of a rotation that included 24-game loser Roger Craig, 19-game loser Jay Hook. Jackson went on to go 13 and 17 in 1963, 11 and 16 in 64 when he shut out the Pirates for the Mets' first win at Shea Stadium. He went 8 and 28 once again in 65 before being traded to the Cardinals for Ken Boyer. Jackson had his best season in 66, going 13 and 15 with a 2.51 ERA in 36 games, which included 30 starts. Jackson returned to the Mets in 1968 and actually began the 69 season, the one in which the Mets would shock the sports ball world by winning the World Series 
Uh, Jackson started with the team. He appeared in nine games before being acquired by the Reds and completing his final season as a player. He went 43-80 and in 184 games to the Mets. Not only did his victory total stand as a franchise record until Tom Caesar passed it in 69, so did his club record 10 shutouts. Jackson went on a coaching working at the major league level with the Red Sox, Orioles, and Mets. Most of his coaching career was with the Mets at the minor league level, meaning that he mentored the many successful pitchers who have now come through the Mets organization over the past 50 years. And we're talking about, uh, uh, you know, uh, Matlack and Seaver and, and, uh, uh, Oh, gee, you know, all of these guys, Harvey, all of these guys, Syndergaard, uh, DeGrom, um, everybody that's been a success has passed through his hands in the minor leagues at one time. And Al Jackson was a legendary figure down in Port St. Lucie spring training and will be sorely missed. And rest in peace, Jax. He was, he was really a good pitcher. On an, on an awful team. Teams. I should say. Teams. He was on awful teams. So, uh, had a good life, though. 83. All right. Let's get into today's Mets. They went 3-3 three and three on a road trip. Not real good. Didn't look good there. They dropped two out of three to the Braves. Last weekend, took two out of three from the Royals, three and three on the road trip, okay. Came home to face the Cleveland Indians, and this was a big series. This is a a playoff team, and they swept them. Big series. They swept the Cleveland Indians. <clears throat> Cleveland kind of ticked them off before game three of the series. After the Mets uh, had won games one and two, game three, a tweet came out from the Indians organization saying that um, they lost two to a fringe playoff team, and that kind of um, ticked off the uh, Mets team, uh, Thor and uh, Marcus Stroman. were not happy with the, those comments and, and uh, answered them and in kind, um, and then uh, Syndergaard went out and threw a gem of six innings last night. Shutout ball. They came back, played two more shutout ball by the uh, bullpen, who, by the way, is coming around, and we'll talk a little bit about that. The raids came and washed out the rest of the game. But it was an official game, and Mets got the win, so what do we care? Uh, and that loss knocked Cleveland out of the, the uh, second wildcard space, so now they're a fringe playoff team as well. So be careful what you say, because it does come, uh, come back to haunt you sometimes. And let's see. Uh, hey, look, we have a, you know, this team has been playing well. It, there's no two ways about it. Um, the pickup of Joe Panic 
was brilliant. Great move by Brody Van Wagenen. Got to give him credit when credit's due. Um, Aaron Althair, not so good. Joe Panic has been uh, reborn, playing a great second base. He's hitting about 330, I think. He's been in the middle of all kinds of uh, run scoring opportunities, starting rallies. Uh, as I say, in the middle of them, playing great D at second. You know, it's a terrible thing to say, but since Robinson Cano got hurt, the defense has gotten a lot better on this team. They got some dead wood out of second. Had McNeil there for some games. He got injured. They picked up Panic. Good pickup. Look, I'd sign a guy for next year or next. I'd give him a couple year contract. I'd keep him around. You can always move McNeil the third. What do you do with Cano next year? <laughs> well, I think you're going to have to pay half his salary and ship him off to an American League team if you can. Let's talk about that at a later date. Joe Panic playing great right now, um, and uh, that's good news. Michael Conforto is red hot. This guy can hit. Told you that from the beginning. Always knew he could hit. He's, he's really coming into his own the second half of this year. He is on fire. Again, he's in the middle of everything. J.D. Davis. All right. Little crow here. He being eaten. Another move that was good by Brody Van Wagenen. One of the only offseason moves that he's made that's worked out has been J.D. Davis. Wilson Ramos, I guess now, he's starting to hit. So I guess you could say that deal was okay. His catching is still a little bit uh, shaky, but the hitting-wise, he's starting. He, he's really had a lot, a lot of big hits. So a little crow there as well. A little ketchup on it, salt and pepper, not bad. Uh, but J.D. Davis has been unbelievable. He's played a, an okay left field, too. And I think he's your left fielder going forward. You got to leave him in every day. Got to. And he's got to be, he's got to play next year as well. The way he's hitting, uh, next year's going to be a problem, but they're going to have to figure things out because they've got two big contracts probably coming back next year. And what do they do? What do you do with Cespedes? What do you do with Cano? You can't pay them both. If Look, if it was my team and I had unlimited amounts of money, yeah, I'd probably I'd probably release both of them and just pay them and just bite the bullet of the $150 million or whatever you'd have to pay. But, you know, economically, it's not a smart move. But they're American League ballplayers. J.D. Davis has won that job out there. It's just a better outfield with Conforto. Hey, look, Juan Lagares is playing good ball. Defensively, he always played well. He's starting to hit a little bit, too, now that he's playing every day. And let's face it, that's a better defensive outfield with Davis in left, Lagares in center, and Conforto in right. So then where do you play McNeil? Frazier's playing a great third base. 
Panic's playing a good second base. So what do you do? I mean, I, I guess when McNeil's got to come in and play every day, he's just a terrific player. You play him right field and second base maybe for now. Maybe give play to him third. See, they, they, they brought too many players in that was similar. That was the problem. Um, and Cano should have never been here. Because we got reports about some another player that we'll talk about later that's coming. That where the heck is he going to play? And the, the, also the big turnaround in the second half has been the bullpen. Let's be honest about this now. I, that bullpen was horrible, and it has been pitching better in the second half. And I want all the guys that made fun of Phil Regan. You don't hear anybody making fun of him anymore, do you? Remember when they signed him and, and we heard everything about how long it was going to take him an hour and a half to get out to the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, to the uh, to the pitching mound because he was eighty three years old, eighty two years old. The guy's in better shape than a lot of forty year old guys. And whatever he's doing with this pitching staff, it's working better. It, they're starting to come around. The bullpen's coming around. Justin Wilson has been very good. He's been healthy. Luis Avalon has been good. He's healthy. And uh, whatever he's doing, starting pitches going deep in games, they've been pitching better. It's working. So let's give some kudos to the bullpen and to Phil Regan since he's been here. Um, just a terrific uh, job. All right, let's take a quick break and be back after these messages. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shopdaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the Internet today about their teams. It always goes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com, along with Mets Musings and other great baseball podcasts. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. Uh, this is Skip Lockwood, and you're listening to Mets Musing. And we're back, and in other Mets news, uh, Robert Gazelman looks like he may be done for the season. He has a partial tear of his lat, and that's per Andy Martino of SNY TV. Gazelman's placed on a 10-day injured list it retroactive to Pat last Wednesday with what was classified at the time as a tight right tricep. The 26-year-old has 14 saves, 22 holes between this year and last as one of Mickey Calloway's go-to options late in game, but his record is hardly spotless. He's registered 10 blown saves over that same span. This season, he's been called upon 52 times for 63 and two-thirds innings. 
and veteran Rajah Davis was added to the 25-man roster. He was hitting 287 for AAA Syracuse. This will be his second stint with the team this season after appearing in four games in late May. Walker Lockett will was returned to AAA to uh, make room for Davis on the roster. And a day after Marcus Stroman left his start before the fifth inning due to hamstring tightness, the Mets have called up Chris Flexen, who could potentially slide into the rotation if Stroman is unable to make his next start. To make room on a 25-man roster, Ruben Tejada was DFA'd as the Mets reverted to a four-man bench. So uh, the uh, Ruben Tejada return to the Mets did not last very long, but uh, nice to see Ruben up. Maybe he'll stay in the organization somehow, or he's still only 29 years old, so still a young man. And there are some uh, injury uh, alerts. Believe it or not, there has been a Jed Lowry signing. He has played in a couple of rehab games for the St. Lucie Mets and uh, could be working his way slowly back. You know what? Don't mess with the chemistry right now. Leave these guys till next year. Let them finish out the year in the minors. You want to bring them up. Uh, I don't think there's there's no more September call-up. So um, (laughs) you don't want to mess with what you got right now. Um, McNeil started a rehab assignment as well with, with Syracuse. You know he's coming back. He's part of the mix. Nimmo has also started a uh, rehab assignment with the uh, uh, with Syracuse, I believe. And uh, he should be back. Now, do you bring the, those guys you bring back because they've been a part of this team. And they're an upgrade. Is McNeil a better upgrade over uh, Davis or Altair? Definitely. Same thing with Nimmo. Is he a better upgrade over Altair or Davis? Definitely. So you're going to strengthen your team. Lowry hasn't been around this team. So we don't know if he's uh, an upgrade to anybody and who you're going to get rid of. Uh, I guess Galorme goes goes back down, who, by the way, has come up and has had some big hits with this team now in pinch hitting and in in playing. Had a home run and a double the other night that drove in a couple of runs. So Galorme is starting to come around as well. It's going to be a big numbers crunch, but it's not a bad situation to be in. Robinson Cano has started running on the grass. And, again, if I was in Mets, I'd tell him to go home, come back in spring training, you know, get in shape. Uh, I don't want to mix with, with anything that's going on right now by bringing in somebody that uh, has struggled all year and, and really has not done much for this team at all. And still, I consider one of the worst trades in the history of the franchise. So um, that's the injury update. And let's take another quick break and come back after this. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, 
inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.Potomatic.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. Uh, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's BaseballPodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line leave us a comment or a voicemail question anything at all call that number 516-619-6341 or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen and that's a speak pipe and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. And uh, if you'd uh, like to help out the show, check out our Patreon page. Check out the campaign at patreon.com slash metsmusings. sound means we're going to go down on the farm just a quick uh uh segment this time we uh had the this past week the new york penn league had their all-star game and it was the blue team against the red team and the uh brooklyn cyclones had five players on the blue team second baseman wilmer reyes designated hitter joe janord Pitchers mitch regan matt cleveland and garrison bryant all were on the victorious I, sh- I should add blue team in the new york pen league so congratulations to them for uh winning that uh new york pen league all-star game and you know what else can i say about the farm there's so many guys being shifted up and down and back and forth that uh, we're seeing a lot of the AAA uh, team up here this year as well. So, uh, at least pitching wise, and we saw some of the 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 decision making process that uh, they did in the off season immense by bringing in veterans like uh, Tejada and Davis and Altair and and guys like that. And uh, Etreveria, who uh, is doing uh, the Mets released, he got picked up by the Braves. He's been doing very, very well for the Braves. Probably going to come back to haunt us by not holding on to him 
He got caught in a numbers crunch. Would have liked to held on to him, but uh, got caught in a numbers crunch and had to go. All right. Well, a big, big series coming up this weekend. No way to uh, slice it other than to say that it is a huge series against the Braves again. Need to take two out of three. Want to show you can, you know, stand toe-to-toe with these guys. Doesn't get any easier. The Cubbies come into town. Cubbies are uh, currently uh, leading in the Central Division, but that changes on a day-to-day basis. The Cubs and the Cardinals are fighting it out for that lead. Right now, the Cubs have the the, uh, advantage, and the Cardinals are in the second playoff spot. So that's going back and forth. But uh, two big series for the Metsies, two big tests for the Mets this week, this weekend. And then next week with the Cubbies. So um, keep your fingers crossed. We'll see how that all goes. And tell you what happened next week on this show. So we're going to wrap it up for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And I want to thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, wherever you listen or watch the podcast. Hit the subscribe button. That helps me grow the show and expand to new listeners. And until next time. Remember, big series, keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets.